Hey everybody, it's Nico with today's Thought Load. It's another crypto update here, and I have some interesting information to share with you. First, I'm going to talk about a video that I saw this week from Anthony Pompliano. He interviewed a gentleman who owns a B2B banking services company um, that deals with the largest banks in the world. And he stated that the top six banks in the world are basically doing their due diligence and are ready for a a regulatory decision to be made. And whenever that decision is made, they'll be able to move and set, set up shop and be ready to offer their services for crypto within a month. So that to me shows that there is extreme financial interest with some of the largest banks in the world, the largest banks in the world, and all they're waiting for is regulatory clarity. The same thing was mentioned by a lawyer in this video uh, who works for a top firm in the world, or I think the largest global firm. And again, just there's some confusion and on the regulatory side. And so companies and institutions are waiting for that clarity so that they can actually move into the space. Now, part of what the SEC chairman and part of what government is doing to classify crypto is called the Howey test. And that is a test that was established, I believe, in the early 1900s, around 1940. And it involves four principles or four points. The object or thing, it has to be an investment of money. It has to be in a common enterprise. You invest with the expectation of profit and is to be derived from the efforts of others. If the investment or the thing that you're looking to invest money in goes along with all of those criteria, then it is a security, okay? And that's I wanted to point that out before I get into some of the SEC chairman's quotes because there, there's an important thing, an important correlation here I want to point out. So recently the SEC chairman spoke at uh, SEC Speaks and he talked about crypto. And I want to read to you a couple of excerpts from that. Uh, I'm going to link the video I just mentioned and this speech um, along with another article I'll get into in a moment. But the the chairman, the first quote I want to read to you from him, is he says, some tokens may not meet the definition of, of a security, what I'll call crypto non-security tokens. These likely represent only a small number of tokens, even though they may represent a significant portion of the crypto market's aggregate value. Okay, so in other words, the way I read that is he's trying to regulate all of cryptocurrency using the exact same fundamental regulations, even though some of them, i.e. Bitcoin and the most important cryptocurrencies, don't fit under that classification. That doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. Each cryptocurrency is going to have slightly different functionalities and 
purposes. And so that, I mean, yeah, I guess that would work kind of in the beginning, but it that doesn't really work when it comes to Bitcoin and newsflash, all of the major banks and institutions are waiting on clarity for Bitcoin, not the thousands of other smaller coins that he's mentioning in that comment. And the next excerpt I want to read to you is this. He says, I can't make promises. I can't speak on behalf of my colleagues on the commission. I can only say that true cooperation benefits everybody here. Meaningful engagement is always welcome. Now, that's a great quote, a great thing to say to people. But what I read out of that is he's not taking any responsibility whatsoever for going and seeking out this information, seeking out his colleagues, and trying to spur on that conversation and engagement himself. He's, like most politicians, dragging his feet, waiting for something to happen where he has to all of a sudden do something quickly. And the more I read from the chairman, the more I think that he has not read a single white paper at all nor does he understand the difference between Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies in the market. Because if we go back to the Howey test, well, sure, I guess we could say that it is an investment of money in a common enterprise, and I guess we expect profit, but that's not why I'm invested. And sure, there's efforts of others, but like, that's how the network works. There is no way that Bitcoin could operate without a network. There's no way that the U.S. dollar could operate without a network, right? You need government officials. You need suppliers of the materials to make the dollar. You need printing presses and things like that. So there's, just, there's a lot of subtle things there in that speech that just don't make sense to me and they kind of give off the the feeling that he's not taking responsibility for anything which i'm not surprised there now something else that happened recently in crypto is that different countries are banning crypto transactions from russia and listen i am all for any type of sanctions that that prevent war but banning crypto transactions is a band-aid treatment. And honestly, it's something that governments can do that creates doubt in the crypto world. But at the end of the day, that doesn't do anything. If government officials actually knew about cryptocurrency, they would understand that you could simply use Monero and Good luck. Good luck banning those transactions. Does he know what a VPN is? Listen, I'll give you an example. If I was in Russia and all crypto transactions were banned, all I would have to do to get around that ban is to use a VPN, which is going to show the internet that I'm operating from a different country outside of Russia so let's say I set my VPN to France. Then all of a sudden, the internet thinks that I am operating out of France. 
Okay, cool. Boom. First step complete. Now, if for some reason they're able to track the transactions of Bitcoin coming from specific countries, that VPN is only going to be a a kind of a quick band-aid to use the Bitcoin platform that you're using. But if you use a coin like Monero, you can send that transaction from Russia and there is no way that they're going to be able to tell where that transaction came from and where you sent it to because that's how the token works. It is a privacy coin. That's how it was made. That's why it was built that way. And so that that headline to me is just something to create doubt. It doesn't do anything. But that's, I guess, what governments want you to hear, that they're, they're doing something, but they're not really doing anything. Now, I tried to look ahead and find some regulatory meeting dates and things like that. And it doesn't look like anything set for now, at least set in stone. But from the the articles that I did read, I was able to see that there's some hearings set for early 2023. And there's some uh, analysts, uh, financial analysts, that had something to say about the future of Bitcoin ETFs and when they think something would happen uh, in terms of an approval. So I'll read to you a couple things here. They say, the U.S. SEC wants to expand the definition of exchanges to allow it to bring crypto exchanges under its purview. If the change happens, Bloomberg analysts uh, James Sefford and Eric Balchunas believe it would open the door for spot Bitcoin ETFs. They go on to say the two analysts, those two analysts believe it would take at least a year for such ETF to get the green light once the definition is expanded. This puts the earliest possible launch date for Bitcoin ETF somewhere in the summer of 2023. Now, at this point, we could probably say, let's push that out a little further and maybe call it the winter of 2023 or early 2024 because governments are really good at dragging their feet. But they could do that now if they actually had communication with people in the industry, if they listened to people that are trying to help them regulate the space. Listen, Grayscale put out uh, a crypto regulatory framework and sent it to, to Congress and the SEC to try and help them understand the market and understand how to regulate this. So they, there's tons of companies, investment firms, that are trying to help regula- regulation happen faster, but... It's just not because, uh, as I mentioned before, it doesn't seem like the chairman is seeking out that engagement. He's just waiting for it. All in all, we're obviously in some sort of a recession with the way that inflation is going, the dollar. We're seeing the effects of too much spending in the past couple of years. 
But at the end of the day, all of those things are good for Bitcoin. Because if the dollar falls, that means that something else is going to have to take its place. Something else is going to grow in power. And when people realize that Bitcoin, you can't create more of it, it's not governed by one person or one entity, and that the transactions are instant nowadays, it doesn't make sense for anything else to happen. It doesn't make sense to use anything else. But we'll have to wait and see what happens with regulation for things to truly change in the crypto world. And all we can do now is sit back, wait, and continue to invest. In times like these when markets are down, it is the best time to invest because everything is at a discount. When more money comes into the market eventually, heck, think two years from now or even five years from now. The prices are going to look a lot different. And if people invest now, I think they're going to look back at that decision and, uh, and really be happy with, with what they decided to do investing while, while things were down. So all in all, things are moving forward. We'll have to wait and see what happens on the regulatory front. But I urge everyone to take a look at the links in the in the description so you can see more of what I'm talking about here today and and to make your own determination on what's going on. Make sure you're reading the Bitcoin white paper. If you haven't already, read the Bitcoin standard by Safedean and see how you can get into Bitcoin. And if you need help doing that, you should check out my crypto monologue where I talk about all the nuances of Bitcoin mining and how to invest your first dollar. Guys, if you like this episode, give us a follow on Spotify or any of the major podcast platforms. Stay tuned for another thought load on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And as always, begin the duel, win the day.